It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Tom, I think it makes sense that in this wild year of fantasy football, NFL quarterback injuries and benchings and all this stuff, that the week 15 waiver wire, as we're kicking off playoff time, um, that the quarterback is going to be the focus on this waiver wire podcast. uh, Because there are some guys that I can't believe we are talking about at this stage for fantasy football. You know, when every August rolls around, Mm-hmm. And I'm talking on any of these various podcasts. And, and it's true again this year, by the way. I say every year there is going to be a running back. There's going to be somebody who you've never heard of or at the very least weren't talking about all offseason who's going to change fantasy football playoffs. It's inevitable. It yep. happens every year. But I really don't ever mean that at the quarterback position right like it's always running back usually you know you gotta have depth at running back that's why there's the zero rb strategies and yeah we we don't spend a whole lot of energy in the summer breaking down backup quarterbacks and you know we know them and we see them in the preseason but uh yeah it's not typically uh a big emphasis of our evaluation for the season so I'm sitting here, and I cannot believe I'm saying this, but your fantasy football playoffs might hinge on whether or not you win your bid for Joe Flacco, uh, yep. who is going to be the Browns' starting quarterback here. So let's talk who, about the quarterback. Who didn't position, even have though. a job until a couple of weeks ago. He was sitting on his couch in uh, Haddonfield, New Jersey, uh, you know, right down the street from John Hansen there. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, it, it just. Yeah, he wasn't even on the radar just a couple of weeks ago. Just, yeah. just bizarre. <laughs> uh, so let's start at the quarterback position because you were in Discord uh, at FantasyPoints.com this morning, and I would implore Fantasy Points subscribers to stay tuned to the website this week uh, for news about 2024. Just throwing that out there. Um, you were in, and, and the big question is Justin Herbert. And, you know, the yeah, thing and, about uh, Justin Stroud, I should say Stroud as well. He's oh, of another. course. Stroud um, obviously <laughs> picked up the concussion. Um, he could play this week, but certainly um, now things are not looking great for him given the state of the wide receiver position for mm-hmm. the for the Houston Texans. But Justin Herbert, CJ Stroud, two of the latest quarterbacks to get hurt. And Justin Herbert, quite frankly, Tom, he was trending in the wrong direction anyway given the state of the receiver position with, with the Chargers. But he goes down. He's having finger surgery. And, T-Bro, I, I don't know if we're going to see him the rest of the year. And yeah, especially, yeah, you especially might if, they, quarterbacks. if they lose this week, they'll be 5-9. and nine. Mm-hmm. Not technically out of the playoffs, but what are you going to rush them back for uh, other than to save uh, Brandon, Staley, Brandon Staley trying to save his job? But uh, I think that is beyond, uh, you know, the point, uh, you know, that his job is completely done now. So um, Herbert, they uh, they have a quick turnaround, too. They play Thursday night. So there's like no chance that he's playing Thursday. I would be absolutely stunned. So uh, he's out of the mix this week. And as you said, CJ Stroud suffered the concussion. Uh, you might not even. Yeah. As you said, he might not even want to play him because of uh, the sad state of his receiving core right now. So, um, yeah, there's people scrambling for quarterback help right now, uh, desperate need. They've been probably riding Justin Herbert and CJ Stroud uh, for most of the season, but 
uh, they're going to be looking for quarterback help here yeah. uh, heading into the first round of the playoffs. Um, so let's look at let's look at the the position. I is the best option right now, Tom Jake Browning. Um, his schedule. I feel like he plays Minnesota this week and everything we're reading about Brian Flores' defense is it's a bitch to play against, especially for an inexperienced quarterback. Then he's got the Steelers and the Chiefs. Not great, but of these quarterbacks we're talking about, probably the best weapons and also I think the most mobile of these guys we're talking about. Yeah, I I do want to say off the top, um, we we don't cover like the higher owned guys, but Matt Stafford, if he's out there, 56% owned in Yahoo, so he's he might be out there in some leagues. They play the Commanders this week, and he looked really good against the Ravens. So he would be like my top priority uh, if if he's available. But uh, Jake Browning, for sure here. I mean, uh, backed up that Monday night performance with with another twenty four point fantasy performance, and uh, it I, I I am a little concerned. It is it's been a little bit smoke and mirrors a lot of you know there was a lot of sc- a couple screen passes this past week chase brown took one to the house mm-hmm. uh but you can't deny the production here and he's also been in been running the ball a little bit uh scored two rushing touchdowns since t- taking over uh for joe burrow so uh, the the bengals as a whole uh, uh i mean they've been zach taylor's done a great job uh orchestrating this offense and uh, playing around Browning's strengths, uh, you know, moving from Joe Burrow to, to Jake Browning. So, and, and there's no denying what Browning has at his uh, disposal here. I mean, Jamar Chase is one of the best wide receivers, if not the best. Uh, T. Higgins is getting back to full strength here. So, uh, and Joe Mixon's playing the best football of his uh, of the season here for for the Bengals down the stretch. So, uh, this offense is starting to click a little bit. It, it looked dire there uh, after the Burrow injury, but they've stabilized that position a little bit and. Uh, he's he's the top guy here of the lesser owned options. He's about twenty seven percent owned in Yahoo leagues right now. So let's let's keep moving down. Um, we talked about Flacco. Um, Tom, I'm in on Flacco. There's no doubt about that. Um, but the one concern I have for Flacco, and you might just need to get there. Um, so for the next two weeks, we've got. Chicago and Houston, which are not like overly restrictive matchups. Chicago has been better defensively. Um, I'm not saying these are sieves, but the problem for Flacco is the Jets in week 17. So keep that in mind. But if you want to get to week 17, you can make an easy argument. Flacco's the best of these guys that we're, we're about to talk about. Yeah. And uh, the, the big thing with Flacco so far is they're, they're throwing a lot with him. We saw this last year when he started for the Jets, they threw it a ton when he was in the lineup. Uh, 44 and 45 attempts in his first two starts. So, uh, a lot of lot of, of volume in this passing game right now. Uh, we'll, we'll see if it continues against Chicago and Houston, but uh, you know, not not terrible matchups there. So, uh, Mari Cooper got back to back on the field last week. There was some concern that he might miss. I think he definitely needs Cooper on the field to to reach his full potential. Uh, we we've seen Elijah Moore plenty over the last couple of years. He's he hasn't reached his potential just yet, and probably probably won't at this point. But uh, he needs Cooper out in the field. But if he has Cooper, Elijah Moore, and uh, we saw David Njoku running uh, loose last week against the Jaguars, a couple blown coverages for his two uh, longer touchdowns. Uh, that's that's a pretty solid receiving core. And uh, if they're going to throw it this much, Flacco has the chance to to put up production. We kn- we know he's not going to move. He's a he is strictly a pocket passer, so he's not going to add anything um, as a runner. So he has to do it with volume. And 
he's gotten it the first couple of weeks here. So uh, we'll we'll see. I mean, Stefanski seems like he's you know catered his offense towards Joe Flacco, and this is how he feels comfortable. And uh, yeah, I, I I think this is. I I don't know if he can sustain his level of play. I mean, it it's been a great two game uh, stretch here, but uh, certainly. From the guys we're choosing from, he's he's looked good enough here. Uh, if you're ho- looking for some help off the waiver wire, now, this is the guy who is more rostered than the the guys we've talked about so far. Uh, but if you're looking for maybe the best schedule coming up, I think Gardner Minshew might qualify. He's got the Steelers this week, um, but then he's got the Falcons and the Raiders. The Raiders in Week 17 uh, could be a solid matchup for Gardner Minshew. Um, uh, we've talked about him a bunch on this podcast, so yeah. I feel like we know what Gardner <laughs> Minshew is at this point, but he's been a solid fantasy starter for you. You know, he he saved my butt in a league where, you know, I had Kyler Murray this week and I lost Kyler for, to, to the bye. And, you know, I think I'm going to keep Minshew on my roster just in case Kyler doesn't really get back up to speed. Yeah, I, I he's a solid backup. Uh, hasn't been spectacular, you know, just over 16 fantasy points in two of his nine starts, but he's been right around that, you know, 14 to 16 fantasy point range. So he's not winning you weeks, uh, but he's also not killing you most weeks. He's he's usually good for at least one touchdown pass. And uh, Zach Moss has not been very effective down at the goal line the last couple of weeks. And uh, maybe that leads to, a few more passes down by the goal line. Uh, we, I don't think we're expecting Jonathan Taylor back. We'll get uh, kind of, uh, you know, we'll find out Wednesday if he's practicing or not. I think he would, he, sh- he needs to kind of get on the field if he's going to play on Saturday. They have a quicker turnaround. So I think the feeling is that Taylor misses another game. So maybe that leads to a few more opportunities for Minshew to throw for touchdowns uh, down near the goal line. But uh, as he said, uh, you know, solid matchup here. Uh, we, I mean, we saw Bailey Zappi rip apart the Steelers defense last week. Uh, so certainly a, a more beatable matchup than it was earlier this season. Uh, and the Steelers have some potential issues uh, at their you know edge defenders with J.J. Uh, Watt and Alex Highsmith yeah. both uh, going into concussion protocol. So if one or both of them misses, uh, you know, Minshew should rise up uh, the QB, QB ranks. So uh, he could have all day to, to throw the ball against the Steelers if uh, both of those guys end up missing that game. I want to throw out, Tom, just a couple of guys, the guys who have started games this year, because we can't just break down each and every one of these guys like on the podcast. That's what the article's for, Tom, on fantasypoints.com. And I mean, I'm going down, like half the league's starting quarterbacks are on our waiver wire report. and It's unbelievable. And and when I I say that, I'm not, like... Tom Tom writes up the waiver wire report every Sunday, and then he gets it to John Hansen. We do tweaks, and we rank the guys. Tom, you are very, very specific. You do not write up guys who are 50% or more rostered. Um, so there are <laughs> never half the quarterbacks in the NFL on the waiver wire report. Like, uh, you it, li- literally half the starters are on this thing. Yeah, it's it's that's yeah, just the state of the quarterback position in the NFL right now. I mean, if you have – I mean – it's usually, uh, usually there's like the elite tier. And then, yeah, there's like, you know, there's always like 10, 12 guys in that, like, you know, QB five to QB 15 range, but that is not mm-hmm. the case this year. You, there's, there's more tiers at quarterback than uh, ever before this season. So let's now go to um, two guys who we know who they are at this point, Desmond Ritter and Zach Wilson, Desmond Ritter, he's run for five touchdowns. You know that guy is a threat to throw a pick six at any time, <laughs> um, especially if you're in a league where you get docked for pick sixes. Uh, his schedule, not great the rest of the way. 
at Carolina, Indy at Chicago. Those teams over the last five weeks giving up just 12.2 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. Zach Wilson, uh, Robert Salas said it. He probably just played the best game of his career. He did it in poor conditions. Um, And they're going to be playing from behind, you would think, at Miami this week. Um, Miami, of course, a solid defense, though, without Jalen Phillips. Um, let's now get to the guys, Tom. Who leaky was... last night, didn't they? Yeah, that was a fun little game. Will Levis. Oh, there, <laughs> yeah. and there's one, Will Levis. Uh, they've got Houston, Seattle, and Houston the next uh, the next three weeks. Uh, and Levis, look, he runs. Go try to run over a guy. So uh, <laughs> yeah, jeez, he was uh, really lowering that shoulder. I, I, Brable needs to you know tell him to take a knee every once in a while there. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So now let's get to the new starters. Okay, Tom. Okay. First on the list, just because it looks like Justin Jefferson avoided serious injury. Um, obviously, they have Jordan Addison, um, and they've got TJ Hawkinson. Nick Mullins uh, of the of the Minnesota Vikings came on in relief, 9 of 13 for 83 yards to lead the Vikings to a victory. You have to imagine he's going to start for Josh Dobbs. And here are um, the, the matchups they have. Not terrible. At Cincinnati, Detroit at home in week 16 is really juicy. And Green Bay in week 17. Um, do you view Nick Mullins the best of this group of new starters? Easton Stick, um, who, who's in there? I mean, I guess Zappy you could throw in there. Even Tommy DeVito. Um, do you view Mullins as the best of that group? Yeah, I, I do. I think it's partly yeah as you said the you know part of the infrastructure there if we get Justin Jefferson back in this game TJ Hawkinson Jordan Addison I mean that's a nice trio at receiver uh we could get we'll, we'll touch on the running back position here shortly but uh Ty Chandler is probably a better receiver than a running back so uh than a runner so you know he has potential weapons we need to get final confirmation here that you know Kevin O'Connell kind of left it out there uh there's also the potential that Jaron Hall could be in the mix but uh, so that would that would be my one concern playing Nick Mullins this week. If he they do name him a starter, are we going to have quick hook? We saw it last week with Dobbs. We kind of uh, you know we expected that might be the case if Dobbs struggled because they did deliberate if they wanted to start him or not. So that is the one concern if you're, you're playing a Vikings quarterback is that if they get off to a slow start, we got you know two guys right behind them that are kind of you know similar type of you know not similar type of quarterbacks, but in that same tier of uh, performance level. So. Uh, they they could have a little bit quicker hook, so there is a little yeah. bit of downside to those guys. But but you expect it's going to be Mullins because they're still in the playoff hunt. Like, yeah, and he played well. Think of it. Yeah, I thought he played well when he came into the game in the second half. Uh, I believe he he led the scoring drive, the the one scoring drive in that uh, uh, Vikings Raiders game for the the three points there. So um, I, I would expect it to be him. Dobbs was teetering anyway, and. Uh, that was a pretty shaky performance again. You know, he had the the the, the meltdown on Monday Night Football before their bye. So uh, I, I think Mullins will probably be the guy, but we don't know for sure. So definitely keep an eye out on that news for later this week. Yeah. They play on Saturday, so you'll know. You should know by, uh, you know, well before the Sunday games. Yeah, it's going to be interesting for me because I'm I'm uh I ha- I just lost Justin Herbert in a Superflex league, so I'm trying to decide what I'm going to do. I think Mullins is by far the best option, especially because of his 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 um weapons. But Easton Stick is going to be guaranteed to start. Um, yeah. Justin Herbert uh, Stick one thirteen to twenty four for one seventy nine. He was fine. Um, he got the ball to Keenan Allen at least. Uh, he's got matchups against the Raiders, the Bills, and the Broncos, which is. Eh. 
uh, at least could be some higher scoring game, at least with Buffalo. Um, and I don't expect Justin Herbert's going to play again this year. This team's dead. Um, yeah. So Easton stick, Tom. Um, desperation yeah desperation play for those of us in like a super flex league which is which is what i'm in yeah that he's this game is gonna be uh we we thought the 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 patriot steelers game uh, last thursday ended up being semi-entertaining uh despite the, the the point total being around 30 but uh this game could be just as ugly this week chargers versus the raiders uh lowest total on the board at 33 and a half last i checked so not expecting a whole lot of fireworks in this game um, and this offense, as, as you kind of noted at the top, uh, it's been trending down even with tr- Justin Herbert at quarterback. So I, I don't expect a, a major turnaround, uh, with Easton stick, but he, you know, he, he does have a pulse. Uh, he, he, he has, he should be starting the rest of the season. So if you're really digging deep here for, uh, you know, that second quarterback in a super flex league, um, you know, maybe, maybe stick can, uh, you know, show us a little something here in the final three weeks. Bailey Zappy, Tom. I'm I'm not buying it. Uh, but Kansas City at Denver at Buffalo could be some mm-hmm. some bad weather. He has bad mm-hmm. weapons. I'm not I'm not buying it after. No, no, I, no. I, yeah, it was a nice performance. Some of those, you know, that one uh, Hunter Henry touchdown pass. He was pretty fortunate that wasn't picked off. But um, you know, he he uh, yeah had his uh, little moment there with Bill O'Brien and uh, Bill Belichick after the game, and uh, that was the highlight of his year. I I don't anticipate him having much success against the Kansas City Chiefs defense this week. One uh, one player we should point out, Tom, I just don't know if he's going to start this week, is is uh, uh, Drew Locke. Uh, don't know if Geno Smith is going to play. That's a tough um, one. Drew- it's a Monday night, too, yeah, um, so, against uh, the Eagles, that- so you're going to have to wait. They, they did the whole wait until the game time decision on Sunday as well, even though they basically said that Geno could only move one direction, so um, that's going to be that's only a situation where if you're playing Gino, maybe you go pick up Drew Locke as a little handcuff insurance. Cause I, I don't know if you want to wait till Monday and then they, you know, cause they're playing for their playoff lives. So if Gino's like 75%, I could see him playing in that Monday night game. So a uh, little scary if, if you're going to rely on him to be your second quarterback and then uh, Gino ends up making that start on Monday night. Uh, let's go to the running back position, Tom. There's a handful of guys we need to talk about, and I think the guy most people are going to ask is Ty Chandler. Alexander Madison leaves that game with an ankle injury. I'm not sure exactly how serious the Alexander Madison ankle injury is, but I think you can make an argument. Ty Chandler is the more explosive player, even though Madison was looking better in recent weeks. Um, Ty Chandler, with with Minnesota still in the playoff hunt, Cincinnati. So, uh, look, Jake Browning's played well, but you play a team where – you would assume that it's going to be a pretty close game against Cincinnati. I think Ty Chandler's got an opportunity to be an RB2 this week and potentially going forward, depending on uh, how long Alexander Madison's out. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we really haven't gotten much word on the Madison injury. They do have a quick turnaround to play on Saturday, so he gets one less day to to get ready for that game. So I think that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get more information here today uh, that they'll have to release their first injury report. So uh, even before you put your waivers in, um, you know, if, if you are like looking for an injury situation on Saturday, we'll, we will get our first injury reports today. So uh, that that might guide you for your waiver wire decisions and how much you, you're going to bid. And so if we see Madison as a DNP today, uh, maybe uh, you maybe up that bid a little bit for for Ty Chandler. But uh, he's been much more explosive than Alexander Madison. We thought he he might be headed towards a bigger role. Uh, they kind of 
scaled it back uh, out of their buy, which was surprising. Uh, Madison's been just, you know, below, you know, he's been a flex kind of guy here the last like two months of the season. Uh, you know, has one rushing touchdown, I believe, for the entire year. So, uh, you know, maybe Chandler can give this backfield a little juice. I think they'll, they do like, they love to get him involved in the passing game. They'll do little design throws to him, some little screen passes for him. So, uh, he can get going in the passing game a little bit. So uh, we'll see what they do. They don't really have much depth. Uh, Kenny Awongo, I, I probably just totally butchered his name. Yeah. Awongwu from uh, Iowa. He's more of a return specialist. So. He's an Iowa State guy, I believe. Oh, Iowa State. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, Trey might. Trey's probably very offended. Yeah. Trey Cambrilling, our social media. I, yeah, he's Iowa I said State. That he, that, I, that he went to Iowa there. So he's. Uh, yeah, so there's not much pressure behind him for for work. So uh, I I love Chandler. He's probably the best of the running back options off the waiver wire this week, and maybe we'll get more information in the upcoming days here to to understand just uh, the extent of the Madison injury if this is going to be a multi week injury. Deontay Foreman got dropped in a lot of leagues with his ankle injury. He's available in over 60% of Yahoo leagues. And, you know, he's just, he is the precise kind of back that like a big, dumb defensive coach, but like, like Matt Eberflus loves. He's a big, dumb running back who goes forward. And that's what he's going to do. And the Bears are improving defensively. They're improving offensively. They've got three games coming up that at the very least should be competitive. And in week 16, they've got the Cardinals who have a terrible defense. So, yes. you, you know, you look at the De Deontay Foreman and he could be a touchdown dependent, but a volume option as your RB2. Yeah, this is definitely a guy I might not you know, necessarily want to play him this week, especially if you have a strong team. Uh, maybe he's a flex guy, but uh, I would like to add him this week if he's available because he has the potential to go off in that Cardinals matchup in week 16. That could be your semifinals. Uh, maybe you play your finals in week 16. So that could end up being a very important game for you. Um, just looking at our uh, the fantasy points allowed, the Cardinals are the second, you know, right behind the Denver Broncos and fantasy points allowed. So uh, we want to attack this Cardinals defense. Uh, they, they got hammered by Kyron Williams just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Royce Freeman went off and, uh, so uh, running backs have had plenty of success going against the Cardinals. Uh, at the very least, you should look to add Foreman just to stash him this week and then have the potential to play him in week 16 against the Cardinals. Uh, let's now move on to another option, Tom. And look, he was a league winner last year. I thought he was the better option in the backfield this week. It was kind of split down the line. Um, the problem is the Chiefs offense stinks. Uh, yes. And <laughs> So Jarek McKinnon isn't going to get as many opportunities as possible. He's he's rostered in a higher percentage of leagues. It's it's 41%. Clyde Edwards Alaire is above the 50% threshold, but he's still out there in half of the leagues. I just I just think McKinnon's a better football player than Clyde Edwards Alaire. No, oh, for sure at this point, Clyde Edwards Alaire has not lived up to the uh, you know, his early draft position from a few years ago. And uh I, I do think Edwards Hilaire has the potential to maybe get more carries and volume in this game. They're playing the uh, the Patriots. They're nine and a half, ten point road favorites. So if they get out to a lead, I would think uh, Edwards Hilaire has the chance to rack up volume. But uh, we kind of saw the same thing from the end of last year. McKinnon gets those uh, high valued touches down near the goal line. Um, he scored a rushing touchdown in that game uh, last week against the Bills. So. Uh, they like McKinnon more than Edwards Hilaire down at the goal line. So 
Uh, McKinnon gets the, you know, more of the receiving uh, work and uh, the, the goal line touches. So, uh, yeah, McKinnon probably slight edge there, but uh, maybe CEH has a little more potential this week just because of the spread and the potential game flow of this game against the Patriots. Uh, one guy I'm just going to mention, Tom, you actually wrote okay. a blurb on him, despite the fact that he's 55% rostered. Just we have to keep an eye on Brian Robinson status coming out of the bye. That's Antonio Gibson. Um, and if you are dying for carries, maybe you're in a 14 or 16 team league and you just need guys who are going to carry the football. Chris Rodriguez is out there in most of leagues. And in the event, Brian Robinson misses this week. Um, uh, speaking of if you're dying for carries, Tom, <laughs> far be it for me to recommend either one of these guys. But hey, Zamir White and Amir Abdul are available in virtually every league. And Josh Jacobs, they called it. I think they're calling it a quad, quad yeah. injury. It yeah. looked like a knee, but he did not look like very comfortable walking off the field uh, in that Raiders game the other night. Yeah, they play Thursday night. Uh, not a whole lot to play for. So it seems like he'll probably miss at least this game. Uh, but as I wrote in our little blurb, I, I don't know. This is a backfield that you probably don't want to really get involved. I think it's going to be a lot like the one we just touched on, like with the Chiefs, uh, with Zamir White in that Clyde Edwards Hilaire, the, you know, the getting the carries, but not doing a whole lot with them. And Amir Abdullah playing in the Jarek McKinnon role. So um, if that, if you need a, a warm body to to plug in a 14, 14 team leg or a 16 team leg in the, into your flex, those guys should at least get touches this week. Uh, if Jacobs is out on Thursday. Um, and one more running back to discuss, Tom, Chase Brown. Uh, he is explosive. He looks he looks like he's got more juice than Joe Mixon. He's actually, it almost looks like he's helping Joe Mixon kind of stay a little yeah. fresher, honestly. Um, and we've been mentioning this. We mentioned this on the, uh, the Market Report podcast. This is one for those of you in a keeper league. Look, in Dynasty Leagues, I understand he's rostered, okay? He was a draft pick at the running back position. But he's available in 94% of Yahoo leagues right now. Say you're in a keeper league where you can keep four, five, six guys. There is a real opportunity. We're talking about Chase Brown in Cincinnati next year, the way we were kind of talking about Rashad White this year with Tampa Bay. Rashad White might finish as like the number two overall running back in, yeah. in total fantasy points. Like just a guy who, hey, you know, Cincinnati might, they paid Joe Burrow. They obviously want to keep Jamar Chase and probably want to try to keep T. Higgins. Mm -hmm. What if they decide... You know, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pay T. Higgins. We're going to try to keep our key defenders, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm not really sure who's a free agent or not, but just bear with me here for the sake of argument. Joe Mixon, you could save $3 million if you cut him. Chase Brown is auditioning, and he's auditioning very well right now as both a runner and a receiver. Well, who's to say the Bengals aren't like, let's go cheap at running back next year. We liked what we saw out of Chase Brown. We're going to give him every opportunity, and we're talking about him as a top 70 pick in PPR leagues next year. Even for those of you in those situations, Chase Brown's an option, and obviously the Bengals are right in the thick of the playoff hunt, and he's given them some good snaps the last few weeks if you need a desperation flex. Absolutely. Yeah, he's certainly impressed. Uh, they they kind of came out of their bye. Uh, nine for 61 rushing in that week 13 game. I guess it wasn't out of their bye. I don't. But they, they they noticeably got him involved in that Monday night week 13 game. Uh, really impressed. Didn't run around in that game, which I thought was notable. And then last week, they do, they were doing design passes for him. Scores the long 54-yard uh, catch and run on the uh, on a little screen. And uh, so he was very, you know, got involved as a receiver last week as well. So looks like they're 
putting more and more on his plate. Uh, you know, he's passing with flying Kellers with the last two weeks. So uh, maybe he's a desperation flex play for this week, but, uh, for the next up, upcoming weeks. It's a tough matchup against the Vikings. But uh, as you said, Joe, this is, if you play in a, in a keeper league, maybe if you're even out of contention or what, you know, you're, you know, just looking to add players to the end of your roster where you can keep them for wherever you pick them, you know, uh, like in our collegiate league where you pick up a free agent, you can keep them in the 10th round uh, the following year. So uh, he has the chance to be the lead back in what I'm guessing in 2024 with a healthy Joe Burrow back in the lineup. We're going to think it's, you know, top five, top 10 type of offense. So we want backs that are uh, going to be in that kind of environment. So uh, we'll see how the, the off season plays out, but he's excelling in his first couple of opportunities to, to, to be a runner here in this backfield. So uh, certainly worth an ad uh, in, in deeper leagues. We're not going to go through all 92 players, Tom, who are listed Enough. on this week's uh, waiver wire. I do want to bring up one wide receiver. Um, Maybe two, yeah, just like first and foremost, Odell Beckham. Rough out there at wide receiver and tight end this week. Odell Beckham is available in about 60% of Yahoo leagues. So probably in your more competitive leagues, he's not available, but he's looked pretty good. Um, and I think the thing that makes him frustrating for fantasy, but also has probably made him look better is the fact that they're using him uh, judiciously. They're not, mm -hmm. they're not, you know, sprinkling him in at 90% of the snaps, but Lamar is playing very well. Um, uh, season high 19.7 fantasy points for Odell last week. And I, here we go, guys. You are dying at wide receiver. Dying. Okay. Xavier Hutchinson. He's available in virtually every Yahoo league. He's he's on the Texans, in, in case you didn't know. Um, Noah Brown's been goose egged in back to back weeks after missing back to back weeks. Uh, Nico Collins might miss this week with the calf, and we know Tank Dell's out for the year. And CJ Stroud's a good player. I just don't know if CJ Stroud's going to play this week. So this is a like a 16 team kind of ad here. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough to play any of these Texans receivers if it's Davis Mills over, uh, you know, if C.J. Stroud can't play this week. But uh, it's getting grim out there for the the Texans receiving core. Uh, Nico, we'll see how long he's out. But I, I, I kind of, yeah, it, it, as quickly as he got rolled out, uh, hard to believe that he'll be back quickly. So, uh, yeah, this is a, a tough situation in, in uh, Houston. Uh, John Mechie you know, is also a guy to, to potentially take a look at. Robert Woods has uh, really shown his age in recent, we you know, recent weeks, uh, not really doing a whole lot. Uh, started out decent, but uh, and, and going a little deeper here, uh, you know, Curtis Samuel could look to him. Uh, they were on bye last week, so he was dropped some, but he's been coming on. He had a foot injury in the middle of the season, uh, which kind of slowed him, but uh, two strong performances before their bye. Uh, he's kind of, kind of weirdly been the number one receiver in in a re receiving core that's really you know Hal's really spreading the ball around, uh, but he's been kind of the go-to guy in the in the passing game when he's been healthy. So, thirty-six uh, percent owned. He's out there in some leagues, in uh, the in the Jacksonville Jaguars receivers. If you're if you're desperate, uh, Parker Washington was MIA for the first twelve weeks of the season, but has scored two consecutive games replacing Christian Kirk and Zay Jones saw 14 targets last week, uh, only converted five of them. Uh, uh, but he's seen a lot of work and, uh, you know, without Christian Kirk there, the target's got to go somewhere. So not, not ideal matchup though, against the Ravens this week in uh, week 15. Well, that'll wrap it up for this edition of the waiver wire podcast. Hope everybody had a good time um, making the playoffs. Hope, hope you snuck in. Hey, look, if you're listening to this podcast, 
and he, you are thinking about picking up, you know, Easton Stick and Nick Mullins. Like, I understand it. Like, I, I'm in a super flex league where I'm in the playoffs and I'm going to need one of those guys as well. T-Bro, I hope everybody's been enjoying um, this series here. If you're still listening, well, that's good news. Uh, you might be in the playoffs or maybe you're in a team, a league where there's four playoff teams and you got uh, and you needed to sneak into the playoffs in that league. But guys, it's been wonderful talking to you. Stay tuned at fantasypoints.com this week for updates on 2024. That is all I will will say. Um, and uh, we're going to be able to you're going to be able to get in on the ground floor with the lowest possible price this year. Just stay tuned at fantasy points this week uh, and our discord and your email. You will be glad you did. For Tom, I'm Joe. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will talk to you shortly. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Fantasy Points.